0: Welcome to Rollin' with Ungayo, a travelogue with weed. Join us every week as intrepid chronosaur Ungayo Bilem talks about life from the road. Every week brings a new city. Every week is a new adventure. Every week three or buses to take, foods to eat, friends to make, ideas to share, and joints to smoke. All that and dessert first. And now, here he is, the globetrotter of ganja, the dank diplomat. The Bard of Buds, Ungayo Belam.
1: We are rolling with Ungayo live and direct in your heart and mind space. Time and space generally have no meaning, especially as you get older because it all goes fast. Remember when you were five years old, one year is 20% of your life. And when you're 50 years old, one year is not nearly that much because it's all relative. I don't know. Why we're talking about that right now, but that's where it is. It is Wednesday, the 25th of October. You have six more days to get your costume ready. Uh, if you're going as a ghost or wearing a toga, I would tell you to get your sheet together. That does not apply if you're going as a KKK member, which you should not do. No, uh, I know you're trying to scare people, but you could also uh, scare your way into an ass with it if you do some shit like that, or expulsion from your college if you're of that age. No cultural appropriation, no dressing up like the KKK. You could dress up like President Mike Pence, that would also scare the shit out of a lot of people. Okay, here we go. Dessert first. We didn't really have any desserts this week, although I did have some pancakes yesterday at the Honey Bee in Los Angeles on Adams. Uh, They were delicious pancakes. They were really, really sweet. Sweet. They were advertised as buttermilk pancakes, but they really should have said sweet buttermilk or sugary buttermilk pancakes because they were sweet as heck. I didn't even have any syrup. They didn't need any. It was just all sugar. It was delicious, though. They were super delicious and tasty and good, and I enjoyed them. I am in Los Angeles, if you couldn't figure that out. I've been in Los Angeles for the past three or four days, uh, driving around doing podcasts. It's probably, you know, used to go to L.A. to do work. You go to L.A. and you tell jokes or maybe you're doing a TV appearance. And now you go to L.A. to do podcasts because the world has changed. I went to L.A. to do uh, what you do. You have some gigs. Well, I did some podcasting and some Instagramming. So, yeah, kind of in a way I'm furthering the career, I suppose. Um, but I did uh, I did the Doug Loves movies. First, I did Getting Doug with High, which is one of my favorite podcast of all times because you just sit around and smoke weed and talk and listen if anyone can sit around and smoke weed and talk it's me and doug benson and the one and only jacob seroff and that was a fun thing and then last night i did a Doug Loves movies with the hilarious eliza schlesinger my god is she funny and then uh jimmy josta from the heavy metal band hate breed who i had met a couple times through our mutual friend brian Passane. uh hate breed if you like the metal They rock the metal, dog. I've seen them live, and uh, I actually had to get into the pit, and I was wearing a suit at the time, and that's how savage they were. You know, that's the thing. And this was only like a couple years ago, so this was me, late 40s, in my suit, fucking thrashing in a hate-breed pit at the Ace of Spades in Sacramento. And sometimes, that's how I know when a band is good, right? Because I'm an adult now. I don't just get in the pit any old thing. I, I don't know if I ever told this story. One time in my early 30s, maybe late 20s, uh, I had gone to see Fishbone at the Warfield, right? And A friend of ours was working there, so he hooked us up. Not only did he give us a hookup on tickets, but he had hooked us up with a nice place to sit in the mezzanine, so you could actually just sit and watch the show. And that was my plan, right? I was like, I'm just going to sit here like an adult. I'm not 19 or 18. I don't really need to go jump in the pit and thrash about. I'm going to sit here like an adult. I'm going to watch this Fishbone show with a keen and loving yet slightly critical eye. I'm going to watch and see how the magic happens and see what I can figure out. And uh, maybe 48 seconds into their first song, I was in the pit like a fucking savage, like a madman, walking ahead, doing all kind of crazy things. And that's how you know. It's when the music gets you and you forget about your cool reserve or your detached uh, and fair yet critical eye. And you're just in there fucking moshing it up, man. That's how you know when a band is pretty good. So uh, I, like, I like all those guys. And so now I'm here in Los Angeles running a few more errands, doing one more podcast, and then I'm taking off. And I, I got to say, like, I've been driving in L.A. I remember last week I was driving in New York. And there are some similarities, but not so many. In L.A., they don't really honk. Like, New York, they can't wait to honk at you, right? That's the definition of a New York minute. Uh, as soon as the light turns green, Somebody's gonna start honking as soon as traffic stops. Somebody just, re- regardless of whether or not it's actually gonna help anything, people just start honking. Here in LA, people are, are more laid back. Uh, if the traffic's not going, people have kind of accepted it. Hopefully, you have a nice car and decent air conditioning and good sound system, and you can just sit there and wait for it to open up because it generally is. It's not uh, usually a wreck or incompetence. It's just that there's a lot of people on the road, so you might as well employ your zen. Also, in L.A., if you honk at the wrong person, they will fucking shoot you. So it's a different thing. It's a different thing, right? New York has a a friendly bluster. New York, uh, Los Angeles will just shoot you. It's one of those weird things about L.A. Like, I I like L.A. a lot, especially since I don't live here anymore. So it's easier for me to enjoy it without being uh, neurotic. Um, But uh, it's weird because... And I don't know how many of you who are listening to the show are black, but black people have a thing, right, where if you're walking down the street and you see another black person. uh, uh, Let me say this. American black people have a thing. You're walking down the street. You see another black person. You give a nod. You say, what's up? You say, hello. How's it going? Oh, I can't call it. What's good with you? Right. Just a little social interaction. Let everybody know. Hey, man, you're black. I'm black. We're here in America. Sometimes it's a challenge. It doesn't always work like that in L.A. You say what's up to somebody, they kind of look at you funny because back in the day, you say what's up to the wrong person or you're wearing the wrong color, somebody will shoot you. And so it's kind of an ingrained wariness, which um, I find somewhat disheartening. But it doesn't happen everywhere all the time. But this that's just how it goes sometimes, and that's just part of the deal. But we're here in Los Angeles uh, enjoying ourselves, kicking it, performing at a bunch of different spots Uh, It's good to be back in L.A., I think. It's really hot out here right now. It's like 100. uh, My car says it's 106 degrees outside in L.A., and it's 11 o'clock in the morning, and it's October. So this should not be right. You know what I'm saying? This is not quite Blade Runner 2049 dystopian type shit where it's snowing in Los Angeles. Right or raining constantly all the time, but still this weird um, heat wave. It's not even really uh, an indigenous summer, I think is what they used to call it. Well, they used to call it Indian summer, which you can't do that anymore. So it's it's indigenous summer or first native first nation summer if you're from Canada. <laughs> um, and it's just it's just really weirdly weirdly warm. I don't know uh, if it's earthquake weather or if it's because the Dodgers are in the World Series. Fuck the Dodgers, by the way. I have two favorite baseball teams, the San Francisco Giants, and whoever's playing the Dodgers. So I am a Houston Astros fan for the next week. Lori Kilmartin got off the best tweet when she said, I'm supporting uh, the town that was most affected by Harvey. You can take that either way. right? See see how she did that? Clever. It's clever is what it is. And so uh, I was going to talk – something happened – I can't remember what it was because I'm kind of stoned. Oh, so we did. uh, I'm not even stoned. I should be more stoned, really. That's the plan. After the break, I'm going to smoke a bowl after the break. So we did Getting Doug with High, where you sit around on Doug's show in the spacement. You can find it on YouTube. I'm on, like, I think Doug told me that was my seventh. No, sorry, my eighth appearance. So uh, then we had to do some classic jokes about I never turned down an eighth or whenever you find seven stoners. There's usually an eighth, which is a variation on the old. Whenever you find uh, four Catholics, there's usually a fifth. But no one drinks alcohol by the fifth anymore. I guess you would call it a handle these days. I don't know. Well, we smoked a kosher kush uh, in honor of the great Jew Jacob Siroff, who was also on the show. I can say that because my kids are in the tribe of Abraham. Um, And then we also smoked, there was a lamb's bread, which was described as a sativa, but I've always felt that lamb's bread hits me kind of like an indica. I don't know why it is, or maybe it's just because I remember back one time in college, we had got this thing called lamb's bread and it knocked us out. There was five of us. We smoked a pinner, swear to God, and we were all pretty good pot smokers by this point. And we sat on the couch and nobody could move. Nobody could move. We VH1 was having Michael Bolton, Kenny G Day, and none of us could move enough to reach the remote control to change the fucking channel. So we had to sit there and watch Michael Bolton and Kenny G. And it was a lot of perm. It was a lot of perm, is what I'm saying. I'm saying it was a lot of, a lot of curly-haired white dudes, which is kind of odd sometimes. But listen, so it goes. Such is life, such as death such as war, such as a potato. I don't know how to say that in French. Uh, C'est la vie, c'est la mort, c'est la guerre, c'est la pomme de terre, I suppose. But that's what's happening. That's where we are. And and that's what we're doing. And so we're going to be back to talk a little bit more about Los Angeles and the surrounding environs. Environs is a fine word. Right here on your favorite podcast of all time, Rolling with N'Gaia. See you in a minute.
0: Rolling with N'Gaia needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors. So stay right here. company on the OTC, symbol MCIG.
1: Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano-emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.BlueMoonHemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. one in as little as four weeks, bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at APEKSSuperCritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems.
0: Roland with Ungayo is back, only on CannabisRadio.com. You're welcome.
1: And we're black. Okay, I'm black. You are whatever you want to be. Be yourself. You can be whatever you want. I mean, you can't really Rachel all that, right? You can't just say that you're black and be black. But, I mean, Ms. shit, maybe you can. She got away with it for years and years and years. I don't know how you do. I don't know. What, just be yourself, man. Just be yourself. And uh, generally, everything else works out after that. One would help. Unless yourself is an asshole. And then it still works out, but just maybe not the way you want it to. Maybe it works out for the other guy because you were being a dick because karma has rules or doesn't. I don't know. Man, that's just one of those things. So, anyway, so I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, I stayed at uh, my old communal living, intentional living community a long time ago. God, and it was really a long time ago because we were just thinking back. So in our uh, late August of of September, in late August of September, I had a Novemberly feeling. In late August of 2001, me... Uh, My two kids, my wife at the time, my whole band, Most Chill Slack Mob, look them up, uh, and a couple other friends. We all moved to Los Angeles. We bought a giant house with uh, a huge garage warehouse to it, tons of bedrooms and a big common space and a nice kitchen. And the house was a mess. It was just full of junk. It had been like an old uh, Korean church slash school slash uh, human trafficking building apparently i don't know we we okay the human trafficking is is speculation but it just seemed weird and it, it had a weird vibe we had to save the shit out of that place but we bought a house on pico and crenshaw we named it the sugar shack collective right so it's for artists and creatives and all kind of people and we uh and that was 16 years ago right and it has grown and it has thrived and it is still an intentional community. It is still a good artistic collective. It is still a nice place for people of, of like mind and all kinds of diversities, all sorts of people, maybe more than a hundred people have lived there. And the, in the last 15 years, I don't think any of the original cats are still there, but you know, we all still drop by to hang Not all of us, but a bunch of us still drop by to hang out every once in a while. And it's just really cool to see something you started and something you built still with, with creativity and love and heart and mind. And you may be able to find them on the, I don't think they have an Instagram page, but I think they have a Facebook. If you look up sugar shack, uh, intentional community or something like that, I'm pretty sure it will show up. Um, man, that, it, that was wild. It was wild when we moved in there because, like I said, there was no water. There was no heat for the first few months. It was like camping, man. We all slept on the floor. We pulled out like five tons of garbage. We discovered a bathroom. I had no idea. I was saying to my wife at the time, I said to her, I said, I said to her, I said, I said, you know, we're going to need uh, to build a bathroom downstairs. She's like, no, no, there's a bathroom downstairs under the stairway behind the kitchen. I was like, no, there's not. And then sure enough, there was, but it was just full of like sheetrock. And old paint cans and weird old copies of the Bible and just random shit. So we had to get rid of all of that stuff, all of that stuff. And it was great. And now they use it for events and meetings and dance parties. And sometimes I think there's a comedy show or whatnot. Um, It's interesting, though, uh, dealing with the neighbors, because even though it is on Pico and Crenshaw, the neighbors behind us have kind of their own little cul-de-sac, fancy uh, community action going. And so they, they think that they live in Beverly Hills as opposed to fucking mid-city Los Angeles. And so they want to act all hoity-toity and ridiculous sometimes. So we used to have a lot of conflicts with those guys because, you know, they don't like murals or maybe you smell like weed every once in a while. What? A place that I live in smells like weed? The devil you say. And the devil is true, sir. It does smell like weed. Constantly all the time. It's not like we were growing weed or anything. And weed's almost legal. Weed is legal in California now. So it doesn't even matter. So that's what I did. I lived in the Sugar Shack Collective. So I came back to visit. It was good to see everybody. Big shout out to Sheila and Stefan and Jen and Tiara and the hippies and all the people who have lived there past and present. Mark, Scott, Mo, Bob, Erica. Who else can remember? Clee lived there. Uh, Jen. uh, I said Jen, but it was a different Jen. All kind, of, all kind of people live there. Aaron, who lives in Canada now with her son. She was great. David, her ex-boyfriend, who's also from Canada, is funny because he came from a really small I'm just rambling like some old dude on hash right now. He came from a really small town in Canada. And so like really small, like outside of Calgary. And Calgary's not the biggest town in the world. And so he would sit on the roof because you could see all the planes. Cause I mean we're kind of far from LAX but but LA is flat so you could see all the planes and stuff riding toward the airport And he would just sit there sometimes and count all the airplanes he thought it was the most amazing thing in the world he'd be like I saw 25 airplanes in the last 15 minutes and they're all just taking off or landing and and that's true I think sometimes we take for granted how easy it is to travel uh in, in this modern age, I mean, we complain because they, you know, they want to nickel and dime us on bags and you can't use the overhead bin or whatever. But man, you can fly from Los Angeles to New York for $300 and it takes you eight hours all total, right? So, you know, if this were the covered wagon days, I would still be on the run. Like, I'd be in New York, like, I got a gig in Los Angeles in four minutes. That old joke would really be true. I don't know if you've ever heard. Comics uses This is a classic comic bit. It's been around since the late Pleistocene era, right? Just about when you're wrap, wrapping up your show, you're like, hey, uh, all right, you guys, I got to go. I got another gig uh, coming up in December, right? Because it's October now. So you say December and everybody laughs because it implies you don't get a lot of work. But maybe it implies that you got to walk to the next gig. Your gig's in Texas and you can't afford a rental car. So, you gotta walk. I walk from Dallas, Texas. That's an old Howling Wolf song. You should look him up. Rest in peace to Fats Domino and Robert Guillaume, uh, two classic pioneers. Uh, Fats Domino, one of the progenitors, one of the inventors of rock and roll. And Robert Guillaume, well known stage and screen actor. You've seen him on Sports Night, you saw him on Benson. Benson. Dun 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 dun, dun. You don't remember? Man, he was a butler. Okay, I'm, it, it had a theme. Uh, and he was also in Lion King, right? He was Rafiki, the, the baboon. And he's also, he did Phantom of the Opera on, on the touring production. So a uh, uh, wonderful gifted actor. I saw him on a, on a talk show, maybe Phil Donahue or something a long time ago when Vincent was popular. And it turned out, little known fact, His last name is really Robert Brown. But if you say Brown in French, it's Guillaume, right? So Robert Brown became Robert Guillaume and the rest is history, right? Because then it makes it sound more exotic. You're not just some random Brown dude. You're actually Guillaume, right? Oh, take Guillaume country roads. I don't know why. I don't know why these things happen, but, uh, but this is what's up. So I'm in Los Angeles, <laughs> in case you didn't know. Eating good, visiting the old spots. If you're in Los Angeles, and it's a heat wave right now, so really it's all about uh, scoops, gelato. They make all kind of flavored gelatos, Irish brown bread gelato, bacon and lavender gelato. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those fancy gelato places that does the, the mixture flavors. Banana and date gelato. That actually doesn't sound too obscure, but things like that, right? Oh, this one is rose water and feet. (laughs) And yet it's really good. You're like, oh, the tanginess of the feet really brings out the dairy texture of the rose water in the gelato. And that's just how it works. And also um, Mateo's, if you've ever been to Mateo's, they make their own ice cream and they're a, a, a Mexican style spot. So you can also get the fruit this, you know, the fruit is mixed. So I don't know if you uh, know this about the Los Angeles area, but the, the thing they do out here, and I, I try to recreate it at home a lot of times, they'll take a bunch of fruit, right? So you take some melon and some mango and maybe a few strawberries and some uh, jicama, perhaps if you're savory like that, and a little cucumber and some watermelon and maybe some cantaloupe. And then you, uh, you mix it, right, with some lime juice and some chili powder and maybe a little bit of salt. Or you can just go and buy the commercial uh, thing called tahine. I think I talked about that before, T-A-J-I-N, tahine, And you just sprinkle it on there, man. And that shit's so good. It's like a spicy fruit salad on a cool day. And those are the things you need. And they also make this thing for breakfast called a, uh, oh, shit, I can't remember what it's called. But it was like it's like a it's like a super fancy granola, right? So they take yogurt and fruit and granola, and then they mix it all together. You fucking eat that shit, man, and that'll get your day going. I don't really like to start my day with a bunch of sugar, but some people do. I generally start my day with proteins and carbs, um, and I guess sugar is a carb, but not in a different way. The sound you hear is the door opening of the car because I dropped the joint that I was going to smoke, and so I had to open the car door to get it. All right, I got it. All right. I finally got a joint. I found a joint in my pocket that somebody gave me at Doug Loves Movies last night. Smells delicious, like a tangy variant. So I'm going to smoke part of this right now, and then we'll be right back to talk about more things uh, and heat right here on Rolling with Ungayo. See you in a minute.
0: Rolling with Ungayo needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors, so stay right here. Running a successful cannabis business isn't easy. Successful businesses need to have strong people to achieve long term results. At Live Advisors, we believe people are the heart of business, and training people can help you infinitely grow your business. Learn more about our offerings at liveadvisors.com. Roland Withungayo is back, only on cannabisradio.com. You're welcome.
1: All right, here I am, breaking the law, smoking your joint back my car, right? It used to be that if you had a letter from your doctor, which I do, my pretendinitis is, is doing very well, thank you for your concern, that you were allowed to smoke weed wherever cigarette smoking is allowed, except for a moving car. So you could sit in a, stop in a parked car and partake of your medicine before you go do some things, right? So you're not just standing there sparking in the street. But Governor Brown, in his vast wisdom, has decided that since marijuana is legal now, you can't just sit around in your car and smoke weed, which kind of makes sense because, you know, you don't want it to be like Texas, right? Where you can't have a beer, but your passenger can hold a beer because that causes problems because they'll come in and they'll be like, hey, this whole car smells like weed. Were you smoking weed, Mr. Driver guy? You're like, oh, no, it wasn't me It's my passengers are hotboxing the fuck out of the car. I'm good. But I'm still a bit of an outlaw at heart. Right, it's going to be weird with legal weed for me because I'm not going to feel dangerous, I'm not going to fucking deal coke, but I'll come up with something. Uh, maybe I'll just become more, even more of an activist, even more passionate and outspoken about righting wrongs. Right, These are the things. If you're working on your activism, get at me. We can talk about it. Here's what I'm activizing for. I'm activizing for nationally legal weed, decriminalized sex work, and universal basic income. Those are my big three right now. Uh, I don't know. Email me, NGAIO420, at yahoo.com and tell me what you're activizing activizing activism what your activist goals are for the next year or two. It's good to have goals. And we will chop it up. Right? Yes we will. Of course we will. Okay, let's talk about gigs and things. Uh November, not November, October 29th. See me. It was at the you at the new parish, we we're doing a benefit. They moved it from the new parish to a place 1738 Telegraph. It's right down the street from the New Paris, like a block from the New Paris. So if you get to the New Paris, you don't see me there. Just walk down the block and I'll be right there. It goes from 4 to 10. I will be there. Zion, I will be there. And a couple other cats. It's called Spooky Sash. You can look it up on the Instagram. <sighs> November 24th and 25th in Northern California. November 24th in Arcata. November 25th in Ukiah at Comedy Lanes. New Year's Eve at the Punchline in Sacramento and various other spots. Uh, in various other times, before, during, and after all those other gigs, you can always find me on the internet. N G A I O 420 Just type that in, and then I'll show up on your Twitter, or your Instagram, or your Snapchat. Read my articles in the Sacramento News and Review and the San Francisco Chronicle and THC Magazine and Cannabis Now Magazine and Freedom Leaf Magazine. Matter of fact, I got to go write one for Freedom Leaf right now. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to your friends. Uh, stay high. Stay safe. Stay woke <laughs> because they be creeping. And and that's it. Uh, next week we are going to be in Oakland, like I said, and uh, we'll have Halloween things to talk about because it'll be this is Halloween, this is Halloween. What are you gonna be? What are you gonna be for Halloween? Send me a message. Let me know. Please let me know you're listening because I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm just talking to myself, which literally I am. I'm actually talking to my producer, but I'm really just talking to my phone, which kind of counts as the same thing. But listen. We're not going to talk. If you're not going to talk to yourself, who are you going to talk to? Such is life. C'est la vie. C'est la guerre. C'est la podcast radio. Uh, That's great. But wait a minute. You must have been listening to know to say that you weren't listening. It's like a Monty Python sketch all of a sudden. I came here for an argument. Oh, I'm sorry, but this is abuse. (laughs) Ooh, I must be stoned now because I have the giggles and I don't want to talk. I just want to eat and stare at things. We did dabs for that first. I did a dab for the first time, not for the first time, but the per, for the first time on getting dug with high, they had a dab master come by and dab everybody else out, everybody oot, uh, which is funny. But I don't know. I don't know if that works for me because it's a talk show, right? So if you give me a dab, I stop talking <laughs> just sit around and work on my telepathy and try to get you to hand me snacks without actually saying anything. But that's how it goes. That's how it works. That's what we do. These are the things. I I generally try to stick to coffees and sativas anytime I have to talk to people. Uh, If I don't have to talk and just sit around and be quiet, then dabs are fine. Then dabs are fine. Uh, But generally, I'm really team flowers. I don't know what team you're on. But I'm on team flowers and team hash as a special occasion. That's a long uh, hashtag. Hashtag hashtag. Hashtag team hash. But it works out for that. But anyway, thanks again for listening to me, you guys. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate you letting me into your hearts and minds and homes and eardrums and radio stations and podcasts. I'm gonna give a shout out to Chameleon Glass because I stole a pipe uh, that you guys gave the Doug. I stole it from the set because uh, I left one of my I left one of my Chameleon Glass pipes in. Uh, Calaveras County and then I left this other pipe that I got from my home in Seattle. I left it in Humboldt County and then I haven't cleaned my room yet to look for my other pipe. So I just stole a pipe from Doug. And thanks to Camelion Glass. Go to uh, to Camelion Glass and use NGAIO420 to get 10% off it. And all that good stuff. And we'll see you next week right here on Rolling in Guy.